Greetings everyone, welcome to the Living Your Best Life in Africa podcast and this is episode number 10. Thanks for tuning in and I hope we all had a productive week. Before I get into the podcast proper, I just want to remind you about my free online masterclass where I'll be taking you right back to the very beginning of identifying how you, the ordinary person, can identify where you can make your new money. The link to the registration page, if you'd like to join the masterclass, is at drasha.mikajabi.com forward slash, don't forget that, forward slash webinar. So that's drasha.mikajabi.com forward slash webinar. And I'll just spell it out for you. That's D-R-A-S-H-E-R dot M-Y-K-A-J-A-B-I dot com forward slash webinar. W-E-B-I-N-A-R. I'd love to see you there since I'm dealing with the number one question I am always asked, which is, where does an ordinary person like me start when thinking about trying to make additional money? So if that fits you, then I hope to see you there. Now, this week, we're going to talk about the fear of failure as one of the main reasons African people never start that side hustle or small business we are always dreaming of starting and how the fear of not knowing how to fail or the fear of failure itself can get in the way of that progress. Now, I've included a download with this week's edition of the podcast. And if you look at the link in the show notes, there's a download link there. So just click that link and you can download the freebie to your device. Also, just below that link, you'll see a link for you to register for a place on my Seven Passions Beginners Masterclass. I'll say a little bit more about that at the end, but if you know about it and you'd like to register, just click on that link and it will take you straight to the registration page and you can reserve your seat in the Masterclass. Now, what I found in my years as a talk therapist and researcher is that there is a lot of information about being successful. That information usually comes with titles that say something like how to be successful at A or B, how to go from good to great, how to make six figures in this first month by staying at home. You know the titles. You've probably seen them online whilst you've been scrolling through your feeds. But there is very little information about how to fail and even less information about how to fail whilst African or how to fail whilst black. This is important because living in a hostile environment and in a hostile culture, failure to African people means something completely different than failure for Europeans. And it also has a different impact. For Africans, failure on any level feels like a personal scourge. When we fail to deliver to our own people, it almost feels like we'll be blighted for life. If we don't get those fried dumplings right, 
our people will never buy from us again. But we will continue to buy from supermarkets and shops that make us feel like thieves every time we walk in. I cannot tell you how bad I feel when I walk into certain shops and I'm immediately followed by store detectives. It's awful. But it doesn't stop me from going to those shops because what I do is I bossy up myself and I walk in. But we are much harsher when we fail each other. Add to this how we feel we look to Europeans when we fail in their eyes and some of our people are almost having heart failure. When I speak to black workers, they tell me that they dare not fail at work and for that reason work twice as hard because if they fail, it's like committing the worst crime ever and that failure will either blight their careers for as long as they're in that company in a way that is different to when their colleagues make mistakes or it could mean that the next black worker will not be given the same opportunity because when one black worker fails it means all black workers will fail. So against this backdrop most of us dare not fail and most of us dare not strike out to achieve our dreams because we don't want to fail. We usually stop at the point of starting and never explore why or what we are afraid of or what failure means if we step out into a brave new world. So in this session, I want us to understand how failure can be important to our success and I want to flip the script about failure. So I hope that's clear. When we look at the definition of failure, we see words and phrases like lack of success or proving unsuccessful or non-performance of something due, required or expected or something that is subnormal in quality or quantity or something that has deteriorated or decayed. And finally, as someone being unsuccessful. In other words, failure can be pretty big on our foreheads when it happens, if it can mean all these things or encourage others to feel all these things about us when we fail. And it is the impact of what our failure looks like to ourselves and to others that makes us not want to push on to follow our dreams or take risks like setting up that side hustle or small business or writing that book or taking that first trip to Africa. Because if we expect so little from ourselves, such as just going to the job and waiting to retire, then we don't have to fear not meeting high expectations or getting it wrong or things not working out. But this can make us feel like we are not alive because we are afraid of failing, of getting it wrong or feeling something like fear or shame or hearing in our heads what others might say about us if we fail. But also, when we fail to meet our own expectations, what happens is that we are going to feel thoughts that will bring some negative emotions. Sometimes we're horrible to ourselves about our failures and our I told you so's, and we repeat the mental thrashing of ourselves over and over and over again especially if we've lost money, wasted money or spent money on something expensive that we wanted but did not need. I don't know about you, but I'm not easy with myself. 
before I set up my business, I was stuck in my job, the job I hated. I used to make expensive purchases as a way of medicating myself from the racism I had to endure every day I went to work. Then a week would go by and that expensive purchase didn't feel so great after all, because after getting used to it, I would see the bill, but the pain of the job was still there. I can laugh about it now, but then, even if the fear of failure or being a failure was gone for one day when I had that purchase in my hand, you can be sure it would come back the next day and I would feel worse. The impact of these feelings is that we can sometimes just play safe at work so that we avoid failing, so we don't have to feel like this. And worse still, we limit risks we're prepared to take to free ourselves just to avoid that failure feeling because we think that eventually we can change the way people will see us by just being good workers and they'll allow us to have a career. But as I've got older and more experienced, I've realised that this does not work. If it did, black workers African workers would be running Western countries because of the high quality of work we provide, because of our loyalty to our jobs, because of the fact that we work two, three and four times as hard, even in the face of racism and mistreatment, and because our capacity to withstand almost anything in the workplace is second to no other group of workers. But as we know, all these qualities don't deliver the freedoms we seek. So in this podcast, I want to grab failure by the horns and turn this negative into a positive. I want failure to become a good thing. What do I mean? I always say to myself, actually, what do you mean? I mean, the easiest way to see this in your mind's eye is to think about a cup of hot chocolate. I'm African, me. I like hot chocolate instead of coffee, right? So think about a cup of hot chocolate that you've half drunk. When you look at the cup, you see half a cup. Now you can either say to yourself, oh no, I'm loving this chocolate, but there's only half a cup left. Or you can say to yourself, I've still got half a cup left. You see the subtle difference? If you see it, you can apply this cup half empty or cup half full thought process to everything you do. So when we don't meet our own expectations, we are still in control of what we decide to feel about this. We get to decide what that failure means or what we will make of it. So we can decide that instead of having a negative reaction to things going wrong, we can have a positive outlook that doesn't make us feel bad about ourselves. We are in control of what we feel. So we don't have to have failure mean something that hurts, something that disappoints or something that's negative. If we are in charge of the reaction, then we can do something about it. We can decide to make failure mean something else, something positive. We can make failure feel like, for example, a learning opportunity. Remember the podcast when I went to Africa with the trade union? I came back from that trip traumatised and it was another 13 years before I went to Africa again because of how I felt. But towards the end of that 13 year period, I would say 
the last three years of it, I had a serious word with myself and I began to turn those feelings around and see those feelings as learning opportunities about how I would do things differently the next time I went to Africa. In one of the future podcasts coming up, I'm going to share with you what my next trip to Africa looked like and you'll see what I mean. So look out for that podcast. So I'm a firm believer of turning negatives into positives and I teach that belief in my work. I teach that it's about adopting a cup half full approach and not a cup half empty position. A position of opportunities in the half full cup and not failure in the half empty remains of that cup. I know you hear me talk a lot about employment rights online, but if you've seen the website, it didn't start off like that and it wasn't called employment rights online. It was called STUCK. S-T-U-U-K, which stood for Sod the Union in the UK. At the time, I never thought that it would be difficult for people to find or difficult for people to relate to. And I never thought it would be difficult for people to understand. I just thought, that sounds great to me because it captures my experiences about trade unions in the UK. So when people didn't use the service, my first thought could have been that I had failed. But instead, I took the whole thing as a learning opportunity. I laughed at myself and told myself that one day I would write this experience in my memoirs. And I moved on and recreated the website into something that people who need help would be able to find and not something only I would understand. Without that cup half full approach planted firmly in my mind, I could easily have convinced myself that my business was a failure and I should not have taken the plunge into my own business. And had that happened, I certainly wouldn't have this podcast now. When I decided to flip the script on myself and revamp my website, what I was doing was deciding to measure my success differently and see my failure as an opportunity to learn from my mistakes. I celebrated the fact that at least I tried and that my efforts at failing would get me one step closer to my goal. And I know that to be true because so many people have told me, oh, Asha, you know, that like, we really liked the first website, but we didn't really understand it. But now... I totally get what you've been trying to do. I totally get the website and I know what I'm doing when I go there. In that experience, for me, progress was not about perfection. So I took my perfect vision of success being a website only I would understand. I took it out of the equation and I kept it moving. Because had I not done that, I might never have revamped the website. If we look at failure in this positive way, we might not always meet our own expectations of our success or our own high standards. And we might fail. But if you fail, pat yourself on your own back for trying. Be respectful of your efforts and use failure as an opportunity to learn and love yourself more for at least trying and not less for failing. When you don't meet your own expectations, try not to be mean to yourself. 
Try not to be down. And worse still, try not to quit. Look at failure as opportunities to learn rather than listening to the imaginary voices in your head that might be telling you to give up. If we have this positive mindset before taking action, then we will be much more willing to take action and also much more willing to take the risks that most successes need. We'll be much more willing to put ourselves outside our comfort zone and much more willing to step outside of ourselves and take the risk. If we're much more willing to fail, we increase the chances of getting it right eventually. It's like a baby trying to walk. They keep on trying and trying. They fall and we laugh at their efforts. But babies just keep trying and falling and trying and pushing themselves up because they can see the goal in their heads. They want to get to your smartphone over there and press those buttons because they know you're not going to give it to them. And the only way they can get it is if they're able to walk and get it themselves. So eventually our babies get the strength and baby connects all the walking dots and then they walk. Now, even in those first early steps, you still see in baby the possibility of failure, of falling. And sometimes baby doesn't have much confidence in those few early steps. But eventually baby keeps walking and practicing walking and baby gets that confidence and starts walking in a much stronger way. And then before you know it, Babies running away from you in the supermarket and trying to scare you into thinking they've been kidnapped. The moral of this story is that even if we are afraid to fail, there are ways we can cushion our landing just in case something bad or unexpected happens. But also, if we're confident that we'll get it right eventually and we surround ourselves with people who are our cheerleaders and who can help us, we are more likely to be able to get around our failure fears to make progress. We are also more likely to complete the task and get a dose of confidence too. So the next time we have to complete a side hustle or business task, we are more likely to have a good dose of confidence doing it because we will remember the learning we've taken from our failures. If we include failures in our life, we are also likely to develop confidence to fail in front of other people like babies. Because if we surround ourselves with supported people, think babies surrounded by parents willing them on, we will focus not on how people laugh at us, but instead focus on our capacity to learn and eventually succeed. In these circumstances, we will always move forward trying, no matter the outcome, rather than not trying at all because we fear failure. So for me, I include failure as one of my learning tools because the worst that can happen is that if I fail, I'm not going to see that failure as a negative thing because I will see the experience as me willing to try rather than not try at all. But let's be clear here. What we've been talking about is positive failure, but there is such a thing as negative failure. If I, Dr. Asher, fail because I don't show up or because I don't produce what I promise my customers I will produce, for example, 
That type of failure is a form of self-sabotage and the type of failure we don't want to encourage in ourselves. You know what I mean. Sometimes turning up at the patty and dumpling shop only to find that the shop is closed even though it says the shop should be open, that kind of failure. That kind of failure is called self-sabotage and we need to avoid it. Instead, if we do something like that and we have that kind of failure, not showing up when we should, we have to go away and learn from that experience so we don't make those same failures again. Because to fail in exactly the same way as a previous failure, to fail in a self-sabotaging way twice, is really about not stepping out of our comfort zone to find the new or correct learning we need to adopt to get things right. It's a bit like when my mum expected me to cook something in a particular way and I failed to do it the way she wanted. Mum would then show me how she wanted it doing or she would tell me, go and look at your sister and see what she's doing and do it right the next time, eh? Now, if I then went and made the same mistakes again after being given that instruction, I would get that look which could break a thousand bones if it had physical power. Because the expectation from my mother was that I should have known better and therefore done better. The point is, if it's important to get something right and we get it wrong, we should learn from this and aim to get it right the next time. Because it sends the wrong message about ourselves to our customers and our potential customers. However, if we then get the same thing wrong again, that's about us. We wouldn't expect it from someone providing a business or service to us. We wouldn't expect Morrison's or Asda or Argos or any other store to get it wrong twice in a row in the same way with us. And we should feel the same way about ourselves and about our side hustles and our businesses. So when we're thinking about these little side hustles and small businesses we need to start so we can make this new money to buy ourselves out of our plantation jobs and live our best lives, we have to embrace failure because we're new at this and we might not get everything right first time. The goal we are working towards is far too big to be put off by the fear of failing. So if we learn to see failure as a cup half full opportunity to learn from experiences, we will begin to develop the kind of confidence we need to keep going and keep trying with our ultimate goal in mind. On a final note, if you're interested or you need help to start at the very beginning by identifying whether you even have anything you can make into a side hustle or a small business, remember that I'm running a free online masterclass called The Seven Passion Areas You Can Use to Make New Money to Buy Yourself Out of Your Job and Begin to Live Your Best Life. I still have some places left in the masterclass, so sign up now by following this link to claim your seat if this is for you. The one thing I want you to take away from this week's discussion is that failure is positive and reward from failure is progress, not perfection. 
Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Living Your Best Life in Africa podcast. If you want to stay in touch with the podcast, why not click the link below and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or subscribe wherever you're listening to the podcast. You can also leave me a review and let me know what you think. And also, don't forget to follow the link in the show notes to register for your place on my free masterclass. Until next week, thanks for listening and continue to focus on living your best life in Africa. This is Dr. Asha, and I'm out.